Hello and welcome to the Undead Wookiee podcast, episode 59, The Irishman. The Undead Wookiee is a fortnightly-ish podcast focusing on horror and sci-fi, but there will be times where we dip into other genres because here at The Undead Wookiee, our nerdiness knows no bounds. Hello and welcome back. Like I said, this is one of those rare occasions where we dip into another genre. And this one is the crime genre. We're going to be looking at Martin Scorsese's The Irishman from 2019, just released last Wednesday. Now, before I introduce my co-host, my brother from another mother, let's check out the trailer. It's over. They're all gone. Frank, it's time. It's time you say what happened. I want you to meet my cousin, Russell Zofalino. Better watch, there's a lot of tough guys around here. Did he tell you? You're not afraid of tough guys, are you? I didn't think so. I was one of a thousand working stiffs. I thought I wasn't no more. You got a good friend here. You don't know how good a friend you got. Russell, he took a shine to me right away. After a while, he started giving me little things to do. I know you read a lot of things about me. I just want to say I'm sorry. I know I wasn't a good dad. I know that. I know that. I was just trying to protect all of you. From what? You didn't see what I see, what I've been through. A friend of ours is having a little trouble. A friend at the top. Hiya, Frank. This is Jimmy Hoffman. Glad to meet you. Big business and the government is on the attack! Do you want to be a part of this fight? A part of this history? Whatever you need me to do, I'm available. Only three people in the world have one of these. And only one of them is Irish. You know how strong I made you? I know things they don't know I know. He said that? You sure he said that? I'm worried nobody threatens Hoffer. I got records, I got tapes. They're done. I had to put you into this thing. Sooner or later, everybody put here as a date when he's gonna go. I know how you feel, Frank. Trust me, I know how you feel. We'll bring you back after get your car. Yeah. And we are back. That's right. It's been a while. It's been a very long time. I am joined by my brother from another mother. Mr. Leighton Winstead, how the devil are you, sir? Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> how are you doing, man? You right? Yeah, good, 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 good. I love the pretense that we haven't been talking for 15 minutes or fucking no, about with Skype in any way, shape no. or form. No, not at all. Not at all. No. Not at all. <laughs> two lap- a laptop and two iPads later, and we're here. <laughs> at long last. At so, long, long last. We are talking about the Welshman, a young man's struggle through the WDA 
and, <laughs> and his ability to try and find tickets that are reasonably priced for an England versus Wales game at the Millennium Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Principality Stadium. Oh, game. yes, yes, yes. Principality Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> his, his awful run-ins with the Tafia. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. And the, you know, the, the, the pilgrimage to, uh, Dorothy's, um, chip shop alley in Cardiff yeah. as well, you know. Uh, oh no, it's a different film. That's yeah, a different film. It's a different, different film. I think a film yeah. a friend of ours could be making that one at some point, so. Yeah, we'll have to have a chat with him again. <laughs> so no, we are talking about the Irishman. Um, much, much anticipated reunion um, with some very, very sort of uh, lesser known actors and director. Um, somebody by the name of Martin Scorsese, 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 Scorsese that's the one. Yeah. Yes, yes. And he's, he's, he's made one or two films, hasn't he? Yeah, one or two, one or two. Interesting, interesting sort of uh, smaller budget stuff, low key stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean this is much anticipated. Um Huge. and it, it yeah, and it brings back De Niro, uh Joe Pesci. And do you know what I really one of the things I was really keen to see about this? Yeah. Harvey Keitel not selling fucking car insurance. <laughs> now people around the world may not be aware of this, no. but Harvey Keitel um, in the UK, at least, is in an advert for insurance, home insurance, car insurance, whatever you want to call it. And he recreates um, the character of uh, Winston Wolfe yeah. from um, from oh, Pulp Fiction. I, I, I see a T-shirt adorned you. Yes, there yes. And, and um, yeah, so listeners from elsewhere in the world, whenever you may be, greetings and all the rest. Um He's in this advert in the UK that where he recreates Winston Wolf from Pulp Fiction, and apparently with the blessing of Quentin Tarantino, which boggles the mind. But um, yeah. yes, he does. He, he sells insurance, and as who quite rightly says, it's nice to see him in an actual genuine yeah. acting role. Um, if we go into the cast, um, aforementioned uh, Mr. De Niro, Mr. Pesci, Al Pacino, who. Well, Al Pacino, uh, Bobby Cannavale, yeah, uh, Ray Romano, who's brilliant in this. Oh, he's tre- he's I superb. love Ray Romano. He's absolutely I'm, I'm, superb. We'll come back because we'll, there's a. I'm not going to try and waffle on. But <laughs> I will come back. <laughs> uh, the the Stephen Graham. Yeah, I could I could spend the next the rest of this podcast talking about Stephen Graham, but he's, superb. he's absolutely superb. Dominic Lombardi. Yes, Anna Paquin. Yeah. Jesse Plemons to name, yeah. But the the main few. Um, are we going to talk the length? We're not going to do be as long as the film itself, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> all all two hundred nine minutes of it, um, which doesn't feel wasted, bloated, um, anything of the sort. And I think I think we, we we're quite. We're quite happy for films to be three hours yes. plus, if need be, isn't well, it? You know what is what is absolutely fascinating about for me, and this the one thing that I instantly caught about it is that in even though that this sort of deals with sort of you know, you know Scorsese is back on sort of familiar territory, he's back you know you know dealing with the underworld, 
Um, he's dealing with the mob and unions and some of the characters from other films pop up here. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's back in this world. But if you think about Goodfellas, you think about the just the breakneck speed of that film. That is a film that does not stop. Whereas this is almost leisurely paced. Glacial, I would describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But however, it doesn't get no, boring. No, at it all. doesn't. And at all. You know, and even the soundtrack, there are echoes of the Goodfellas soundtrack in this, and there are sort yeah. of you know, and I, I, I yeah. you know, I think lots of people are sort of automatically jumped to the you know, tried to do the comparison between the two films or this in Casino yeah. and some other stuff. This is a very, very different beast. Absolutely. Very, there's, very there's different lot, beast. Yeah, there's 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 an awful lot of um comparisons that can easily be made not necessarily to Scorsese's other work but you could um, well you could look at the Sopranos if need be yeah, you could yeah, look at yeah. you know take a pick there's any number of things you could link it to um, given the, the period in which it, it, it dips its toe in the Godfather yeah. you could say as well yeah. um, but what what I think um, my, my my impressions of this is this is a massive room, um, reminiscence uh, of somebody's life and ultimately facing the inevitable um impending well, death. It's the end. It's the end, isn't it? It's, yes. You know, yes. I mean and I think for anybody who Sorry. hasn't seen any of the trailers or anything else about this, the the Irishman, um, based on a book, uh I heard you paint houses, um, is obviously it's directed by Marco Sesi, you know, released two thousand and nineteen, um, direct to Netflix, did get a very, very short cinema um run. Reason why they did yeah. that is so that it can be an Oscar contention. Yeah, and Netflix does, with certain titles, release them very um, briefly in the cinema, doesn't it? It gives but... the minimum minimum release to to put to put them if they think that they are going to be in with title contention. Yeah, yeah, and... Um, yeah, and this, and of course, this is, it tells the story of Frank Sheenan, who's played by De Niro, uh, is who's an Irish American hitman. Um, he's a World War Two veteran, so he, you know, he's got One. a or World War What? No. World... For... World World War War? Is it... No, it's World War Two. World War Two. Right, okay. He's World War Two because he, Sol- he was in Italy. And that's Sorry, apologies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Based on his uh, on the book, um, I you know like I just said, um, I hear you paint houses, um, and it basically follows his career and his involvement in the union. But uh, obviously, he is famously linked with uh, Jimmy Hoffa, who yes. is played magnificently by Pacino in this. I can't recall the last time I saw Pacino in a film. I, perhaps I, I didn't go back as far as perhaps Heat when he looked as invested yeah. in a film as much as he is in well, this. I think you can... not, this not, 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 just, not to say that he's been bad in anything since, but he's just... Everybody is excellent in this film. There's no, there's no other way of saying it, really. No, no, Everybody no, no, no. is excellent. There's not a bad performance anywhere. I suppose if there's, if there's something you want to sort of attach to the film itself and the cast, Anna Paquin is given very little to do. Yeah. In fact, I think, I think she speaks one line in the film. Yes. If that. Yes. But what's really, really interesting about that is the power yes. in that line. Yes. And yes. the the delivery of that line 
Yes. Um, yes. And I, 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 I don't think I'm right to say that it's just one line. I think that it's, it, that she has one, she speaks a line of dialogue, but I think in other parts, it may be single responses like yes, no, and whatnot. Yeah. But her, it's the reaction and it's, it's not just her in, the, in, in as much as this, but what I'm saying is, is that her reaction towards her father in yeah. the film. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, 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 the same as uh, towards um, Joe Pesci as well, because yeah. people may be going into this and thinking that you're going to see a live wire Joe Pesci, a la Goodfellas, yeah. Lethal Weapon, Casino, etc., yeah. etc. Et but in this, you're getting a very, very restrained character, and I say a character; he's not a character; he's actually based on a man yeah. who, by itself, by by definition. Um, and having read the book, I've actually read you the read fucking book. book. I've read the Shit. fucking book. Um, he is described to a T, uh, as you see on film. There's, there's slight differences, but, you know, you, you sort yeah. of forgive. But he was a very quiet man. And when he made, when he's making a point, he speaks very, very quietly. And in those, in those speaking directly and very quietly, he gives Perhaps more than he's given in a very, very long time. Yes, I'm aware that he's, he took a sabbatical. He had to be persuaded four or five times over yeah, to be involved yeah, in this. Yeah. Even, even, even on set. Speaking of Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro, you know, yeah. saying, "The fuck, you got me doing this for? You know, I, I, I don't want to do this. I yeah. don't need to do this." Yeah. And you know, and yet coming across as a man you would never ever cross. Well, Never, ever, ever cross. Well, if you look at the three central characters in this, so you've got Pacino, um, Pesci, and De Niro, they all have this, like, all of the three characters have this affable evil to them. Mm. You know, you've got De Niro's Frank. He's, he, you know, he's a man who has got um, his foot in both worlds. Um, he is remarkably polite to everyone. <laughs> He, he's, you know, considering that, you know, this is a man who essentially makes his living by shooting people in the face. Yes. Um, and is capable of incredible violence. You yes. know, the, you know, the scene where, and obviously, look, in terms of, you know, this is a true story. In terms of giving away spoilers and those kind of things, you'd, yeah, just watch the fucking film or pause the <laughs> podcast now. So, you know, um, uh. We're back. I am calling. We're back. We, we are, we're eleven don't... minutes in, and I am calling anyone I can't. <sighs> you gotta spoil it, man. You gotta spoil it. <laughs> no, every time we do this, what's the one thing we say all the way through it? There's gonna be spoilers. We yes. never put it at the beginning. No, we always put it. We always put it halfway yeah. through, and all the rest. So we give but, it the end uh... of the way. <laughs> but no, um, you, you're quite right. Um, with regards to the the, the acts of violence that were carried out, and. Quite, quite. What I, one thing I wasn't expecting in the film, um, there's, um, there's a Bob Boss is killed whilst he's having his haircut. Yes. Right. Well, they t- it's done off screen, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And you see, you see the the killers going in, but you don't see the acts of violence itself. In the book, that is described as a Sicilian hit job because they kill him by shooting him in the face, and then they shoot him six times under the chin. <laughs> Because he's talked, and that is a Sicilian way of exacting revenge. Because they talked, they took them under the chin six times. 
So no wonder they didn't show it on screen. Really. <laughs> but um, yes, it's um, yeah, it's it's not as violent as it's certainly not as violent as Casino. No, it's not as violent no. as um, well, Tiggy Pick, um, Goodfellas. It's not as violent. It's restrained. As, yeah, and it's restrained. I, and I think a lot of that is down to because it's got such a a, a grand story to tell. Yeah. Um, yes, you're gonna have punctuations of violence throughout. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think um, it's it's simply because there's there's a better story to be te- to be oh, told. Absolutely, there. absolutely. I and, think, and I think you know, yes, and it, it, you know, it, it, Frank Frank Sheeran was a man of violence. You know, he was. But the thing is, you don't have to see every single violent act. No, no. And I think what's really interesting is sort of towards the end that conversation that he has with one of his daughters. Um, and they say, well, look, we could never talk to you because we yeah. was, cause we knew what you would go and do. Yeah. You know, and that, yeah. and that in itself is sort of, um, I think the film is quite nihilistic as well. I think the, 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 there's, there's quite a sense of nihilism. There's this idea of, um, you get this, everything leads, everything leads to the same place. Everything leads to death. Yes, it does. And in conjunction with that, you have those absolutely brilliant moments of meeting characters yeah, or people yeah, along yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. And the little bios come up on Shot as like six text times the, in the face. Yeah, died May nineteen eighty, stabbed seventeen times, you yeah. know, and and, and that, that is that is a great story, a, a storytelling technique because I, th- I think it it even brings the although you, you could say it's not fantastical at all, but it grounds it in an a reality and the yeah. reality of what lifestyle that he, that these people were involved with, you, you know, know. And let's not forget these p- characters are allegedly involved in trade union, in yes. unionism. In like yeah, you know yeah. you know in social you know this idea of this this socialist movement and actually yeah they, yeah absolutely absolutely the, and, you know they're the god 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 so I was gonna I was gonna say and you know the ultimate violent act that everything sort of stems around in, within you know the, the the telling of this story is the disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa yeah and you know to sort of see it in the um the exacting way that you do see it because nobody's ever admitted to it. You know, no, nobody's no, ever no, said, no. you know, what happened. It's an assumption on the behalf yeah. that, yeah. you know, Frank Sheeran killed Jimmy Hoffa because he was the only person who could get close enough to do something like that. Um, it, You know, and it's, I think the way that it's done and told and the, even the inevitability of it happening, and you know it's going to happen. Do you know the scene at Frank's dinner, and yeah. where he's you know he's been uh, rewarded for his years of service? Yeah, the tension in that room and the conversations yeah. that are going on, and like when you see uh, Jimmy Hoffer and Russell um, having that conversation, and yeah. you just know that Jimmy Hoffer cannot. Keep his mouth shut. No, this is his last chance to save himself. Yeah, yeah. And he and he just he just keeps going. He just well, keeps going. Yeah, and do you know the 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 build up to um, the ultimate execution? Yeah, yeah. 
there is no music in that. No, and the 20, 20, 25 minutes, 25, is it? The entire film Whatever is, it is punctuated, as with like most Scorsese films, with a brilliant soundtrack. It's so yeah. well yeah. put together. But yet, in, the, in what is probably the film's pivotal sequence, from the time um, Russ says to Frank, right, there's a change of plans. I'm taking you to the airport. You're going to get on a plane. You're going to Detroit. You're going to get, you know, and yeah. there's going to be a car waiting for you. From the, from the time he gets on the plane with that brilliant point of view when he's looking yeah. out of the out of the window, yeah. looking at the car, yeah, and he takes off. There is no music. It is no. all natural no. sound. No. Yeah, it is everything around Absolutely. him. And I think even when the car pulls up and Chucky is in the car, there's no music playing on the radio either. Yeah. There. And yeah. they to, but there's one of the films, fun, and this is a funny film. But it's a, oh yeah, when um, uh, Sal is driving, yeah, Sally Bugs, and he goes to him, he's he's got his glasses on, and Sally Bugs goes, I can't see a fucking thing, and he goes, <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa goes, thank fuck you ain't driving. <laughs> yeah, he sat, he sat next to him. Can you see all those fucking things? Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's brilliant. How and does then, he you know, though? Is Sally Bugs? Oh, but again, he has probably the other best scene in the film yeah. when they execute um, the three fingers. Yes, and it's it's up that's up there with the very best of Scorsese because simply because he starts strangling him, and the guy driving the car just happens to turn to the radio channel, yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, it all kicks in yeah, together. Yeah, brilliantly put together. I mean, and again and again, Thelma Shoemaker, you know, doing what she does, but. It's brilliant. Even part where they put a dispose into the body in the wood chipper. Yeah. And they just stand around casually. You know, Watching it's like the most normal getting... thing in the world. It is. Just... Brilliant. And like. Brilliant. And I think the, for me, it's the sort of how, even though Frank Sheen and, and Jimmy Hoffa are friends, they are friends, yeah. how yeah. casually a matter of fact is done. Just prior to it though, because they see each other and they're such good friends, there's, there's a there's a hug, there's an embrace yeah, yeah, between yeah, the two, yeah, and yeah. it lasts that that second longer, just yeah. just a little bit longer, and you know that says everything. And another thing though about the execution is you don't see it's almost off screen because he goes to the door, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. And all you see is Frank pulling the gun and the two shots fired. Yeah. And they don't see it. You don't see anything else other than, you and know, they're starting to wrap the board up. And they, they, they just leave it. He drags him into the middle, puts the gun on top of it, walks out and gone. Yeah. And that's it. And then he's back. And that's his Back bit. on the plane. Yeah. Lands. And uh, Russ lands him his sunglasses back, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. It's like and a whole... It's just... You know... It's just... Wow. I mean, Absolute it is... Wow. I mean, it is just sort of... It is this sort of... Right throughout... This film, there are so you know we talk about performances and those type of things. Um, the um, Stephen Graham as pro, Tony Pro, um, when he when he shows up with his Versace uh, Versace um, shirt and his shorts for that meeting, turns is, up late. Turns and he's and you know he has done it on yeah. purpose. Yeah. Just and yeah. like you know, and even that scene in prison where Pacino's eating his ice cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will hand on heart say regarding Stephen Graham. Yeah, he is the greatest living British actor at this very moment. Oh, he's absolutely superb. He is absolutely 
superb. I think he probably came to a lot of people's attention initially with uh, Snatch. Um, yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. From 2000. Yeah. And, you know, he was Jason Statham's right-hand man, wasn't he? But I think when you look at his body of work since, I mean, um, most people perhaps would associate um, This Is England and its associated TV series with yeah, him. Yeah, when, when he's absolutely incendiary as Combo, the, yeah. the, you know, the Nazi then, the neo-Nazi. And he's, he's sensational and he has that presence, that aura around him. Broadwalk Empire, again, right? Tremendous. Uh, this year's um, The Virtues, the Shane oh. Edwards TV show, he was heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. He was just utterly sensational. Um, he's, he's, he's a guy that you just gravitate towards because he has he has that presence. And uh, let's we forget now, I think this is the, the third time I think he's worked with Scorsese. Yeah, yeah. He worked with him on Boardwalk Empire. He did. Gangs in New York. Yeah. He's in Gangs in New York. Um, and this, and, and I want to say, even something else with him. Perhaps, perhaps he was, but it escapes him at the moment. But, you know, it, you don't just become in Marty's world because, and going back to the other members of the cast, they have all at some point been involved with a Martin Scorsese film, TV show, what have you. Except Pacino. Going back, except for Pacino, which is, which you know, is the, the most. blowing when you think about it. it Absolutely. It really, really is. It really is. And as I said, who Pacino, I think he's given is, is his best performance in years. Absolutely. It really is. Absolutely. You know, um, everybody can say about Al Pacino and his career, you know, uh, he was in The Godfather and whatnot, right? Yeah. He's in, I, I, you know, he won an Oscar for Scent of a Woman, which I think, again, was um, more a sympathy vote than anything else, you know. And some people like Scent of a Woman. I, me, personally, I've seen it once and I didn't think a great deal of it. I, I think thought it was okay. Dawned the age of shouty Pacino. I wouldn't disagree. But then, saying that, two years later, he makes like a masterpiece like Carlito's Way. Yeah, which doesn't yeah. do it, it, it. It's a gangster film, but it's it's not shouty. It's no. not shouty, Pacino. It's no. it's rather more measured. And I think almost I was discussing this with somebody the other day. Carlito's way, as much as everybody probably loves the, I I certainly love the film. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. It's I think I think up there with De Palma's best films, to be honest with you. You know, I think it's if you look at Brian De Palma as a whole, I think. Carlito's Way, Untouchables, Mission Impossible, First Mission Impossible, they're all tremendously good films. Do you know what? Films. I'm going to be really controversial here. I'm not fast on the First Mission Impossible. Shut up, you fool. No, seriously, I, it's, it, I, yeah, it's okay. Um, I think Tom Cruise is great, and there's some great moments in there. But there are moments that... Uh, I just, yeah, uh, take or leave it. Take or leave it. Uh, didn't, it's, you know. it's, not the, it's not the best Mission Impossible film, though. No, that's, that's Katie's out. second, too. That's Mission Impossible <laughs> Shut up. Not, not even John Woo can save that film. <laughs> with his fight, with his fight in Ducatis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At what point do you think they're all sat around going, um, John, um, <laughs> I don't think this is going to work, dude. No, I'll be fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, I'll be why, fine. Why are, they, why, why are they devs in a factory <laughs> when he's blowing up? I mean, come on. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, it's like wind How the fuck did he job will make World War Two boring? Well, he made hard target. Hey, John Junk Chance Boudreau is an action hero. 
<laughs> what, because he's got the best mullet in history? Not only has he got the best mullet in history, his tie kicking can right. He can only rival Chuck Norris for wearing denim and not <laughs> and not castrated himself. That's the film where he bites the tail off a rattlesnake. No, it's isn't the head it? he bites off the rattlesnake. Is he thought it was no, the no, tail? He bites the head off the rattlesnake. I'm sure it is. Oh, I don't know. It's he been so long it. since I've seen it. He, oh, it's, it's been so it, so long since I've like, seen it. I, when you say that, like. You know, Lance Henriksen is over the top in it. <laughs> you you can't even get even close to how scenery chewing Lance Henriksen is in it. I can top that by saying two words. Come on then. Broken arrow. <laughs> okay. All right. Check mate. <laughs> <laughs> However, oh, Broken Arrow does have a great line from John Travolta. Please do not fire your weapons at the thermonuclear device. <laughs> oh, man. I might have to go back and watch some 90s American John Woo. I saw um, Broken Arrow when I, the first time I went to Florida and it was out. And yeah. I watched it there. And I remember being so disappointed and <laughs> just thinking, oh my God, this is shit. I, I think we can all agree that John Woo's best American film is undoubtedly Face Off. Because yes, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, simply because of the sheer lunacy behind it. Oh, totally, totally, and totally. I think, I think we've spoken about it before, we, you know. But, you know, when you make the killer and hard-boiled, you're fucking bulletproof in it, basically. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and a better tomorrow as well, isn't it, you know? Oh, God. I, do, do you know what? Um, there is some... A better tomorrow is just... Is, is amazing. Is ama- it's just an amazing film. The killer, hard-boiled, a better tomorrow. Um, Bullet in the Head is one of my favourites. Bullet in the Head is, well, the, is, is a great film. Great yeah, film. Not yeah. subtle. And, no, no. But you... He was he was sanitized by coming to America, wasn't he? You and know? then he made Blackjack. Blackjack with Dolph Lundgren, where the hero has a phobia of uh, the color white. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and guess where? <laughs> no, no. But guess where the villains have their headquarters? In a snowy climb? No, no, no. Even better than that. In a milk factory. You, you're making this I'm up. I'm making this up. You're honestly, making this up. I am not making this up. You're making this up. Check this now because I don't believe you what honestly, you're saying. Blackjack, Dolph Lundgren, I think it's like 1990, uh, 1998 maybe. Um, it is just absolute. It's, it, it's mind-blowing just how insane this film is. Honestly now, Blackjack, John Woo, Dolph Lundgren. It was on. I'm gonna have to have a look. Honestly, I think everybody who is anybody who's listening to this now are probably thinking, "Hang on, how holy, the... holy, holy shit!" 1998. Yeah, fucking telling you now. Oh my, oh my god! I'm having a look <laughs> at it right now. Perhaps. Oh my, oh my god! <laughs> you see? Wow. Oh my god! Now there's 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 proofs personified that you really do watch it, don't you? Fair play to. <laughs> anyway, the Irishman. <laughs> I think this segue or tangent is right up there with John Wayne as Genghis Khan. 
<laughs> that's what Elaine Matov that said. Be honest, but uh, wow, that is impressive. Yeah. Right, let's get back to the cast because yes. I want to talk about when I said about Stephen Graham being an alumni now with Martin Scorsese. Yeah, he is also in the film with Ray Romano, who oh. was in. Um, did you see Vinyl? Did you see Vinyl, the TV show? No, I didn't actually. No. It was about um, music executives in nineteen in the nineteen seventies. Yeah, and uh, Ray Romano was in there. He was tremendous in it. Also, Bob, uh, Bobby Cannavale, who was in he's, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, he's superb in this. And and vinyl also. Yeah, um, Bobby Cannavale. Bobby Cannavale, I think he's going to he's going to be. Uh, uh, I, I think he's quite rightly seen as a character, the character actor or a character actor, yeah. quite rightly because. You know, he's, he's he's great. He's a great presence to have. Um, I think Jack Houston is terrific as Bobby Kennedy in this. Yeah, and perhaps he's he's, he's and, and the, the likeness is remarkable. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's 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 awesome. It's, he's he's brilliant, and um, Dominic Lambert. Now Dominic Lamb- Lombardi. Oh, sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> My nephew's trying to FaceTime my son. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> go away. Um, Dominic Lombardi, um, an alumni of the wire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do, we got it in you. There, there has not, not been a single recording that we've done where you've not got the wire in you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he is, he is, um, Herc in The Wire and he's unrecognisable in this film it, it took me when you first see him he's um, he's Fat Tony is he? yeah he's Fat Tony Solano yeah right well when you first see him I didn't realise it was it was Dominic Lombardi I was like oh, I, something about that it wasn't until the, the Frank Sheeran the Frank, Frank yeah, Sheeran yeah. appreciation that I saw him and it was like holy shit that is Dominic Lombardi. Yeah. He's yeah. unrecognisable under his makeup. Yeah. And, you know, given sort of controversy, well, not controversies, but there's a, there's a big thing that we haven't brought up in this film yet. Given the surrounding this film, to see somebody actually looking different as a result of um, a fat suit and makeup is, is, is almost, unusual. well, I can't say unusual, but given the... Technologies used there yeah. in this yeah. film yeah. for certain sequences. Um, it was quite surprising. Coming around to that, I thought when you saw the first de aging of Robert De Niro, yeah, the one thing I couldn't help but see and notice throughout, and I think you do forget about it quickly yeah you, you do yeah it, it, to be fair and, and i was talking to, i was oddly we were talking to somebody about this last night actually there is one moment where it's where it, it kind of caught me a little bit is the first meeting between um de niro and pesci at the at the at the petrol station yeah and pesci's head looks a little bit odd right i think it's because the the age that these gentlemen are now, yeah, which is similar to the age that Frank Sheeran was when he died, yeah. As you get older, your body you shrink, and I think because um, if you look at Robert De Niro, his shoulders are quite high up now because he's he's he's, he's stooping a little yeah. bit, yeah. 
And in the de-aging process, obviously what I think they've done is they've dressed him in the uniform or the clothes of that era. And then when they de-aged, when they de-aged his face digitally, yeah. they haven't replaced his physicality, just as if they've replaced his facial features. Yes, that's right. So as, as, a, as a result, you're sort of left with a young-looking old man, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. Because his, his shoulders are quite hunched and his, his head is, yeah. is, is a little bit lower down. So I, I think when you do see that initially, it's like, oh, it's a, something doesn't look right there. But I simply think that you sort of forgive it yeah. and forget about it. And you do yeah. forget about it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it, it is done well. It is slightly jarring. I think that the sequence it worked the best is the, uh, is the war sequence. Yes, yes. It, it, yeah, albeit, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's quite brief, isn't it, you know? Um, but I think that's when it looked the best in the film. But you, you forget about it. And I think the best special effects have that impact upon you. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. And I think that the work that it's done, you know, that they did in order to sort of um, to portray Tony Solano is it, it is superb. I think it, yeah. it just, it, I think it was talked, I think that was totally seamless. Um, yeah. Now, yeah. Bit of trivia. Go on. Joe Pesci makes a reference and sends Frank to go and meet with the fairy. Yes. What's the link? Go on. Joe Pesci played. He did in JFK. David Ferreira in JFK. He fucking did too. He certainly did. Motherfucker. Yeah. But it was one of those moments where I was like, oh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and oh, I love JFK. I love JFK. Oh, oh, do you know, my I, God. You know, I, 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 I haven't seen it, it in the... I haven't seen it in the longest time. But I've always had the same thought of it i think it's just a masterpiece of him it's just yeah it's so brilliantly made so yeah. Yeah. so brilliantly yeah. made it is like a conspiracist west wet dream mind you though it is just like <laughs> oh my god well, yeah yeah it, but it, it's it's fantastic jfk and it's I, I really must buy it i it's one of those films that i'm a firm believer in it if you love a film so much and you should buy it you know and yeah. it's it's um it's a tremendous film but yeah it, it, I can't believe it. And I'm the one who normally picks up on stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, see, see. Motherfucker. See? see. Yeah. Now, we haven't... we've hardly, I mean, this this is, you know, this, I mean, in terms of like the historical sweep of this film, it yeah. takes in sort of, you know, the right, you know, sort of the, the rise of Hoffa. It talks about, you know, we get to the Kennedys and the yeah. assassination. Uh, and and yeah. then, of course, we look at those sort of, you know, and then we look at the sort of Watergate is in there. I love it when he yeah. talks about years, when he's looking at the guy giving evidence of the Watergate, and he refers to him as years. Big years, and, and, and like yeah, Pacino yeah. sort of turns, his years aren't that big. He said, "No, I've had him pinned back." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I, I think we need to give reference to as well. He's saying that the the, the book um, that is based on by yeah. Charles Brandt, uh, and the screenplay is by Steve Zalian. Yes. Steve Zalian has written some pretty heavyweight stuff 
when you look at his career, um, he wrote the first Mission Impossible film. <laughs> To bring it some sort of circle. Sunrise, sunset. <laughs> yes, you know. Square right. the circle. Um, he also wrote Schindler's List. That great family comedy. That great family comedy they put on at Christmas. <laughs> um, he also wrote... Um, the, did you see the TV show The Night Dove? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. With Riz Ahmed and John Turturro. Uh, amazing. If you haven't seen it, get out there and watch it. Uh, he wrote that. He also wrote a Blu-ray that I bought very, very recently, and I sent to you. The Dragon Tattoo. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. The David brilliant. Of course it's it is. A brilliant film. Why? Of course it is. How? Why? Right, right. How? Right, right. Hang on now. Right. How the fuck did we end up going from that to the Girl in the Spider's Web? How? How? God knows. I am. I am watch Girl the. the Girl in the Spider's Web because I, I like didn't want to watch it. I think I like Claire Foy. She certainly um, is not Rooney Mara. No, no, I she think... certainly isn't in that. And she's and she's a great actress. And I haven't seen it yet, but Rooney Mara is superb. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. I think the 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 um, the, 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 the original re- uh, iteration of it as well. Um, what's her name? Can't think of her name off the top of my head. Um, yes. Um, <sighs> anyway, what's so, the name? Um, Nomi Rapice. Yes. Fabulous. Brilliant. Excellent as the original Elizabeth Salander. Rooney Mara is tremendous. And David Fincher is a god, as we all know. So, um, yeah. So I paid £3.29 for that DVD, that Blu ray. That's, 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 that's just an awesome buy, isn't it? And I had the social network as well for the same price. <laughs> Get in there! Yes. Get the fuck in there! Love a bargain. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he, and Steve Zalian wrote the the screenplay for um, for that as well. But um, you know, and, it, it, and the book, and, and what, what I like um, about this screenplay for the Irishman is the book um, deals with a lot of Frank Sheeran's um, early life, which is jettisoned somewhat. For the film, totally understandably. Well, yeah, at three because... and a half hours, I think it's quite understandable why you may <laughs> want to skip on just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but however, there is one brilliant reference to his um, to his growing up in the film, which might not people might not get the reference, but when when he's when he's made um, a union leader and he's got his own office, yeah. There is a picture on the wall of somebody boxing a kangaroo. Right. Frank Sheeran allegedly boxed a kangaroo in real life at a state carnival. <laughs> and he was egged on by his teenage friends to do it. But when he was in the book, it's, it's brilliantly written. He couldn't understand why this this, this fucking marsupial, right, had been trained to box, right? Yeah. So he's hit, trying to hit it as hard as he can, right? But he couldn't understand why somebody was coming up behind him and hitting him in the back of the head. But it wasn't anybody coming up there. It was the kangaroo's tail. <laughs> and apparently kangaroos have, um, this is, there's a term for it, but their jaws, if you hit them in the jaw, their jaws are loose so they don't get to like, like you yeah, punch yeah, a yeah, human, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? It, yeah, it either breaks or it knocks you out, doesn't it, right? Yeah. The kangaroo doesn't happen. 
because of the way they chew and whatnot. So he was hitting this kangaroo for as hard as he possibly could, right? And couldn't understand and was looking around to see he was hitting him in the back of the head. But it was the kangaroo tail. And he had he had harder hits from the kangaroo's tail than he did from the actual kangaroo hit, trying to hit him back. What does that say? What is it? The fact that we are laughing at this and no way do we... I know, it's cruelty. At what point in life do you think, I want to go watch a man box a kangaroo? <laughs> Never happened now, though, would it? You sat, you know, never you, ever happen. You could imagine this family all sat around going, "Hey, never tell you what's down the down the field. The fair's in town. There's a kangaroo down there. Let's go watch somebody get shit out of it." <laughs> what the fuck, is it? Oh yes, dear, that will be great family entertainment. Come on, Tarquin, let's go. <laughs> Tarquin, Tarquin's back. Tarquin is back. <laughs> Come on, you little cunt. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was, I, I, I especially, I, I, it's going to pass a lot of people by who haven't read the book, but yeah. I, I thought that was, that was a very nice nod to, uh, to, to young Frank Sheeran, who did actually join a carnival as a kid. Him and his best friend at the time, they joined the carnival and they toured around. It's insane, um, isn't it? It's insane. It's, yeah, and toured around and, he tells the story about um, how he lost his virginity to the ex- to the exotic dancers working in the carnival, oh. and uh, <laughs> well, it, it goes into some detail, shall we say? But now, um, now, obviously, we spoke earlier. Now, did you notice in in this the direct sort of nods to other Scorsese films in this? Absolutely. Come on, now, which Coca- ones have you got? The Coca Cabana. Yeah. There is. Um, there was a song, and it, it escapes me at this moment in time. There's a song um, when Hoffer and Peggy are dancing. Yeah, it's used in Goodfellas, and for the I, I've, I've not written the song title down, and I can't think what it is. Off the, the opening, the opening of the Irishman. You get, you know, obviously we got the the glamorous sort of side in Goodfellas, that sweeping tracking shot. Yes, so the same piece, yes, and it's the same piece of music, but this time it's flipped and it's in a nursing home. Yes, yes, it's like it's like the the, the, the glamour and the inevitability side by yeah. side, isn't it? Really. And then you've got and, uh, the scene the scene where um, Frank is laying all his guns out on the bed. Oh, taxi driver, taxi driver, yeah, taxi driver. You know, yeah. and but then... that that sequence is amazing. Oh, it's just isn't it's it? brilliant. It is, it's superb. Absolutely yeah. superb, and also the death of Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, is an echo of um, Tommy's death in Goodfellas. Yes, yes, it's the Stark household, isn't it? You know, there's yeah. this furniture, but it, nobody, it clearly nobody lives in there. Yeah, you know, and it's like a mob house, isn't it? Yeah. You know, but um, it, it, sort of the, the build up to uh, going back again to the to the Frank Sheeran appreciation. Um, the, the the utterance of the line, it is what it is. Yeah, you know, it's it, it's it's that exact, see, that exact sentence basically means the fact. Yeah, there's, there's no two ways about it, you yeah. know, and it's the exacting of it. But um, yeah, the, the gun sequence I thought was 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 fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. You know, the art of picking the right gun and the explain the explanation of that goes yeah. into the art then of execution, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. it's. it's and that scene is superb. Tremendous. The way he just walks into the the restaurant, 
just turns yeah. around and then goes bam 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 walks yeah. out yeah or even when uh when sally bug when bugs dies and they yeah. just sort of they call him up then they walk and they shoot him straight in the, six times in the face yeah yeah it's it's um it's remarkable um one, one thing I, when we're talking about it right i think and i said about pacino not being as good in ages in this film i think we can completely and utterly agree that De Niro hasn't been as good in a very, very long time. Are you trying to say that his complex and emotional portrayal of a dirty grandpa? I'm saying that I've never watched that film. (laughs) I have never watched that and you're talking to somebody who's just admitted to watching Blackjack. (laughs) Hey, as I've always said, you watch the shit, so I don't have yeah, to. Yeah, well, exactly. So, you know, exactly. Right? But um, De Niro... De Niro is, is, is simply amazing in this film. It's an acting master... It, it, and people say, oh, it's always it's an actor, but it genuinely is an acting masterclass because there are scenes he, in this where... Because, you know, Frank's character is so polite everyone and he's in some genuinely awkward conversations with people absolutely and And it's just a tilt of the head yeah and you've you've just you've just taken the words out of my mouth there's there's a scene where he sat at a table and peggy is stood in the corridor yeah 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 yeah. he just and she doesn't say like like we alluded to he doesn't say anything and it he sits as he, he gets up off the table and he just to, gets up slightly to look, and he does a tilt of the head, and it's he doesn't say anything, but it's just that those looks, those one, those passing moments, yeah. and yeah. the thing is, also given what um what 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 Frank does, and because he doesn't say anything, he's he's he looks haunted, yeah, and he's 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 a he's a man and uncomfortable in his own skin almost at times, yeah, and yeah. he can't yeah. relax and. You can see the effect of what he's got to do in regards to the Jimmy Hoffa um, execution. You can see it it, 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 it bothers him. It clearly, clearly well, it bothers just haunts him. him. Yeah, and, it, it, and because he's a man under instruction, and he, he, you know, he's almost like the perfect soldier. Soldier, go and knock that wall over. Yeah. Run through that. Run through that steel yeah, door. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's done. It's done without question. Without, and, and he does question, you know, and he does sort of appeal for the life of Jimmy Hoffa, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't, you know, ultimately doesn't save him. But you know, it, it, it's the, it's the, it's it's the, it's the things that are not said that you see in him. And De Niro, as, as we all know, is such a brilliant character actor. He's 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 amazing. Yeah. Um. But he, he has not been this good for for a long, long time. And we can all point that I take your pick, isn't it? Um, you know, last what's that comedy he made with Michael Douglas and Kevin Klein? You know, was it Last Vegas or something? It was called. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And I think everybody can, you know, be accused of phoning it in when you are perhaps in that later stages of your life or career. But uh, unarguably, De Niro is. Is sensational in this film. There is no two ways about it. He is sensational. And I mean, and why, why him and Martin Scorsese haven't worked for the 22 years, is it, or whatnot? 20, it is 22 years. And I think part of this is, 
originally this was going to be made by Par. Was it Paramount? It was got, originally Paramount, you, one of the, one of the two. Wasn't it was it, one of the I big think. studios, and they yeah. just they backed out of it. It got yeah. put into two. It got it, and then it got put into turnaround. Um yeah. and Netflix picked I, it up. I, yeah, and I think, and I, I, I perhaps I'm assuming you. I imagine the script probably didn't change at all. I can't I imagine it probably probably stayed the same. And I, going back to the, the the special effects that had to be utilized in order yeah, it was to get the film made, it was Paramount. Yeah, it, there we are then, right? And, and Paramount lost confidence in it. That that. Who we've said repeatedly on any, every episode, I think, about the filmmaking process and we, and yeah. why, why things do get made, why they don't get made, et cetera, et cetera. I cannot fathom that a studio would not back a film unarguably as good as this. It, to me, that is mystifying. Well, apart, looking at like reading around it, like basically the one, I think there was a one studio head left. And another one came in and then that studio head then sort of didn't for whatever reason, maybe the, you know, the fucking lobotomy or something, but <laughs> to, but it just, just didn't sort of didn't have faith in the project. And then they, they, they dropped it and then Netflix picked it up, which, which is the thing is though, right. And agree or disagree with the way that the Netflix model works, right? One thing. You can say about Netflix is it gives its creators almost complete freedom, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And I haven't spoken to Gareth the way we did about yeah. the Apostle. And he, he, he said to us today, you know, that they were very, very good to him. Very, very good yeah. to him. Yeah. And, you know. And you can see that on screen. Yeah. And, 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 and this, this, this again baffles because if you, you were telling me that somebody who has influence and power, doesn't have faith in Martin Scorsese, then I'm sorry, the film industry is fucked. There's no two ways about it. I mean, look, you know, but this isn't, you know, this isn't like he was pitching Kundin, right? No. You know, because no. Kundin, Kundin is a great film. It's fucking boring. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll I, be honest. I haven't seen Kundin. I haven't seen Silence. Now, Silence, I'm told, is a very good film, albeit that it's a very, um, it's what's deep. the word? Deep, I've heard, ponderous. Yeah. It's been yeah. accused it's, of it. It's not, look, you, I don't, you know, let's be honest, I think Scorsese has, you know, famously battled with the sort of, the ghosts and the demons of Catholicism in his own life anyway. Yes, um, yes, yes. And I think Silence is a, is a, is a reflection of that. Yeah. I think that is it. And like, don't get me wrong, Kundin is a great, you know, it's, it's, it's stunning. It looks beautiful. Yeah. It's an interesting story, right? Yeah. But it's not something everybody is going to sit through. No. Um, but. And, but then you, again, right? Sorry to interject, but then going, Martin Scorsese isn't guaranteed box office. Oh, no, no, you're gonna get, You're going to get quality film. But the thing is, he's not guaranteed box office. And if if they're asking for, let's say, however much, was it 150 million this cost or whatever? Yeah. 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 And, and 106 days shooting. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it, it, to me, it, it, it's, it's common sense. And I think this is why Netflix probably saw, hang on a minute now, we 
along, you know, look, right, let's look at Roma from last year, right? Yeah. Uh, Kuron, right? Kuron yeah. is given the same accolades as Scorsese. Whatever you think of Alfonso Kuron, I personally adored Roma. I thought it was amazing. A truly brilliant film, right? Yeah. Picks up Oscars. Yes. You know, best director, best, best foreign picture, etc. right? It's, film is a triumph. Netflix probably thought, right, we could pick up Martin Scorsese's next film. It's going to be in the award season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, even if it's in the technical category, you know, tech, just the technical categories. But yeah. This... And I mean, I, I mean, Thelma Shoemaker is probably shooing again for another Oscar, right? Oh, this Thelma when... Shoemaker now. Oh, she's got to be mid 70s, perhaps early 70s. Because Scorsese's 82. Yes. Right? But Thelma Shoemaker has only ever made films with Martin Scorsese. Mm. Right? Which I think just is, it says everything. Yeah. You know, he's probably worked, he's, he's probably been longer with Thelma Shoemaker than some of his wives that he probably agreed with <laughs> you. Right? And I don't mean that disparagingly. I just, it's, it's a fact, all right? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, You've got to look back and think that, you know, I bet that guy, whoever the powers of be or Panaman were, they're kicking the shit out of themselves. I, 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 you know, I, I just don't get it. However, on a lighter side, I guess this is, how many films has Pesci and De Niro been in together? Oh, Rage Bull. Yeah. Goodfellas. Yeah. Casino. Yeah. This. Yeah. Um... With Bronx Tale, Bronx Tale, Bronx Tale, yeah, Good Good Shepherd, yeah, Six, yeah. I'm probably one. missing something. I'm missing something glaring, perhaps. Bronx Tale, famous cowboy director. Go Another on. film that goes on for days. James Woods is in it. But Jewish gangsters. Once upon a time in America. Oh my days! Yes. Did you lonely? Yeah. Totally, total brain fart. Then just wow. Yeah. That's not. That's not a bad lineup, really. It's all right. That's 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 not quite as good as um, the late great. John um Woo. Durant. Sorry? John Woo? John Woo. No. <laughs> um what's his face? Um the, the chap he's in um Godfather, Godfather Oh, two. um uh, John Oh uh, no, why did you do this to me? Uh, Cannavale I think he was Cannavale, wasn't he? Uh Kazali. John Kazali. John Kazali. Now John Kazali, that poor bugger. Died far too young. Oh, absolutely. You look at you, you look at his filmography, right? Guys in Godfather, Godfather Two, Dear and uh, Dog Day Afternoon, and I think he was in the conversation. Yes. Think. Yeah, the conversation's a brilliant right. film. And beat that! I challenge anybody to beat that. Well, hands down, it's Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> Masters of the Universe, Blackjack. 
The Punisher. The Punisher. I fucking love The Punisher. Though. I love. I know you. I know. No. Oh, that's why I gave it to you. I, I, I actually own that. On a, I, I got it as a German import because you couldn't get it in the UK for you. Yeah, there's, there's a reason for that, too. There's a reason for oh, that. God. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, so. Anyway. I mean, we, I mean, this is. We've sort of. We've danced all. You know, we, we have. You know, we've, we've talked sort of about vast amounts of this. Vast amounts of this. But I mean. This is a film that, um, you know, you. There is. I mean, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it again. Yeah, I, because it's, it's, there's something in this that you will always, um, always, always, always get to. You will always. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's um there's there's one thing. Uh, well, there's not one thing. There's a, there's a couple of things I just want to brief bring up because yeah. we assured ourselves we weren't going to talk for ages and ages and ages <laughs> about it. Didn't we? There's a couple of things that um, I think I think need addressed. In Jimmy Hoffa's wife, yes, is Lois the babysitter in Goodfellas? Yes, she is. Fuck me, with a with a lucky hat. With a lucky hat. Wow, yeah. Why didn't that dawn on me? I was watching it and I was like, why do I know her face? Why do I know her face? And straight on to IMDb. And it is. And I, I, I forget, her name is something like Wendy Wexler or something yeah. like that. Jimmy Hoffa's wife. And also, during the infamous Frank Sheeran appreciation, the yeah. band that's playing. Yeah. Who's the singer? Oh no, you got me. Come on. He's a member of the E Street Band. He's Silvio Dante in The Sopranos. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Van Zant. I thank you. There we are then. There we are. <laughs> Gift that keeps on giving. It is. It is. Do you know this film is littered with great lines? Littered with great lines. <laughs> And you know yeah. one of one of my favourite ones, and then it sort of stood out for me is where if we can kill a president, we can kill a president of a union. <sighs> Fantastic, you know this. I... You know, and I think I think you can sum this film up as um sort of like I think the best way is almost this sort of it's it's villains versus villains that. On the surface, you know something isn't right with them. Mm. But actually, you know, it's a film about sociopaths. And um, I, I think it's, it's, it's almost an, an, a rumination of, of, of life itself. Given that Frank Sheeran was good at one thing predominantly. Yeah. And, you know... Um, it's especially in the last half hour, I think, of the film, where the pace doesn't drop per se, but it's very much a focus on being old. And I think, I think Scorsese wanted it that way because at the end of the day, they're not spring chickens, and they love all ten. And you, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I think the the average age of the film is about one hundred and fifty eight, isn't it? You know, so. <laughs> but, um, and I don't mean that in a cruel or. It's it's fact. It's simple. It's no, there. I found seeing Joe Pesci's character when he was really mm. that old quite distressing. When he's well, shaking, and, and, 
Yeah, and this is the thing. And there's, there's a scene, and I think it, uh, I, I forget which part it's in, but they, they, they share in bread and wine. Yeah, and he can't, and eat, I, and I, he can't eat the bread. And and it, it it was like, you know, is that a reference to, you know, the church again, isn't it? You well, know, it is. and, it's bread and wine. It's it's, it's communion. Yeah, and it's it that is. Idea and communion. That actually, the re- you know, possibly is the reason why he cannot eat the bread and wine is that actually... Yeah, yeah. He, but he, has, a heart, it, he has a black heart. He's, he's evil. Yeah, yeah. And it's... It's also introduced to the, the notion of dipping your bread in your wine. Yeah. I never, never. That's like dipping tea in, uh, and you're toasting your tea. Why would you, know, you do such a freakish you, thing? You're kebabbing lager. I don't know. It's... Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, but it, I think especially that last half hour is sort of like confronting and mortality the, almost, isn't and it? And the conversations with the priest. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. the ending to this. Isn't that great ending for like no. you're getting good fellas, you know, that that, that sort of like no. where he's you know, I'm now a schnook, but he turns around yeah. and he gives that wink of the eye and then you get the sort of you know, the the, the Sid Vicious um Yeah. My uh, way. My way you know that that because that, yeah. that's an amazing song. That's an amazing yeah. song. I don't you know, it, it's just it's great. But But it Yeah, but this it, is it, it, totally it, still Yeah. And Frank asks not for the door to be closed. Yeah, and is yeah. that you know is that that <laughs> idea of don't shut me away? Don't shut me away. Yeah, and I, I and I think as well, it's almost he wants to see other people. Yeah, you know, well, and I, he wants he wants some sort of interaction, and in, in, in his in his latter you know, days, when the, then when the when the FBI talk to him and he said they say, look, everybody's dead. Yeah, everybody yeah. is dead. Yeah, there's no come back from it, and he still would. Not talk. No, no, no. And you know, it, 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 it sort of addresses his commitment still to a cause long gone, isn't it? You know, it's you know, and like particularly if you think during that period of time, where you know, particularly when you look at sort of like you know, sort of the history of La Cosa Nostra in America, you famously mm. had people like flipping. And sort of, you know, turning state evidence and all of yeah. those different things, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it, but he, he just clings to that. And that yeah. is the one thing that, he, that that's been almost like his rock throughout his entire life, that code that he stuck to. But it's also yeah. the thing that totally alienates him. Absolutely. And, and, and as is addressed in the film, isn't it? His, his daughter, one of his daughters stopped seeing him, speaking yeah. to him. Yeah, and even right at, wife, Jimmy. even at yeah. his wife's funeral, she doesn't even look at him. No, doesn't exist. You know, not there. And and, and again, I'm I'm going back to De Niro. It's that look that he gives her, isn't it? It's 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 pleading without saying anything. Yeah, you know? and, and it's asking for the connection to be rekindled, you know, as much as it can be. But yeah, it doesn't happen. Yeah, and it's 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 remarkable. It really is remarkable. You know, and you see him. You, you know, essentially, his wife's dead. His friends are dead. Yeah. He's old. He's clearly, yeah. you know, really ill. You know, the, yeah. the scene where he falls in his house. It's, 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 it's upsetting, isn't it? It's, it's really upsetting. And then you just know that he is sat there waiting to die. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like, the, <laughs> the guy who sells in the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, 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 an, it's an awful scene. It's yeah, an awful but, uh, scene. I, 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 I won that one there, the green one. Yeah, and it's like, who's it for? Me. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, yeah, you know, it's... Gonna, if it's going to be a cremation, you may as well not waste your fucking money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then, but then I think, and I think perhaps some people may have issue with that last part of the film. But I think, I think it's it's done the right way myself personally. I really do think. Oh yeah, and, yeah. You know, and it, it it's it's the it's facing your mortality and it's the the acceptance of yeah, what yeah. will happen, and it, it's it's done so well and. It's it 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 is it is quite it's a very bleak ending, isn't it? It's, oh, it's, it's no it's, sort of it's like I said. The whole film is is, is to it is so is really nihilistic, um, you know. And also when you think about like the characters, there's this sort of like this flipped morality. Mm. There's this flipped morality of it, and like you know, when you look at sort of um, you know how prejudiced Jimmy Hoffa is towards Italians. Mm. You know, and he, you know, mm. you look at those conversations that he has with, with, uh, with, with Pro, and then yeah. you look at like when they talk about Crazy Joe Gallo, um, yeah. the fact that he employs um, Hispanics and Black people, and all, and it's like, mm. what are you doing? Um, yeah. And then, but, that, but then you got, you got like Russ's character who won't let somebody smoke in the car. No, no, I mean, it, it, he, he allegedly insisted on cooking his own food because he didn't like the way that other people cooked. Yeah. <laughs> And but, he's, he's in, the, it, in the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. But then going back to Hoffa, it's it's a, it's a strange feeling watching um, Pacino as Hoffa because you end up almost rooting for him and liking him, despite everything about him. Yeah, well, him. that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, and like his relationship with Frank's daughters is that actually mm. they relate far more to him as a father figure than they yeah. do they do Frank. With their own father, yeah. And the yeah. fact that, you know, and it's almost like the fact that, you know, you, you see him with his sort of, you know, his famous sweet tooth, mm. you know, and yeah. the fact that all he wants, you know, just leave me alone so I can eat my ice cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it's, um, it's, 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 it's quite, quite something, isn't it? That the guy was, he was a bit of a prick, Jimmy Hoffa, oh, wasn't he? Talk, you, know? you know, this is a guy and, who just screams and shouts at people and has tantrums. Yeah. And he's a thief, you know, yeah. the truth is, he's a lying, thieving bastard at the end of the day. He sort of, you know, stole people's pensions, you yeah. know. And yeah. he was always going to end up with him. Badly. Badly. It was, he was either <laughs> yeah. going to go to prison for his entire life or somebody was going to kill him. Yeah. And yeah. But he, he never he never learned any lessons, did he? No, but, no. But it, it, the thing, one sort of thing you could take away from it is his dedication to his family and to his, to his children. You yeah, know, and 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 to see like that against that, and you 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 do ultimately feel for him. You okay. do get sort of some. And I think the worst bit is you know at you know where they're all saying, "This is that. This is this. This yeah. is the bottom line. Enough." Yeah, and he's like, "No," it's like, "No, listen, yeah. we, look, this is your last chance." And yeah. he's like, "No," and you yeah. just think, "Oh God." It's not going to end well for you. No, it's, it's it's like you know, it's like when you see the kids, you know, in work, and they insist on sliding on the ice when it gets a bit colder, and you go, "Don't slide on the ice. Don't slide on the ice." Yeah. Don't slide on the ice, and then 
suddenly at lunchtime you walk through reception and it's like the battlefield at Gettysburg with all these kids <laughs> have just been, have got ice packs on their head, you know, arm in a sling. Arm in a sling. Just yeah. Like, oh yeah. God! I, you know, you're half expecting yeah. to go past the photocopying room and seeing some child being leg being amputated or something. You know, it's a... <laughs> but but it's like you you know this. It's everything was just, just sort of like it's head in to that you know head into this inevitable moment and the fact that it's his friend who pulls yeah. the trigger on him yeah yeah and um yeah it's it's and it's the, the culmination of as i said earlier of that that entire sequence is is and it's so brilliantly crafted and and i think in the goodfellas episode that we did um I said about the editing style being haphazard because yeah, Scorsese yeah, yeah, wanted yeah. that yeah. way, didn't he? Yeah. This is this is sort of the flip side to that because everything is so exact, and even even to the like I said the the, the sequence of a radio channel being chained uh, changed yeah. to the the the, 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 the guy being strangled. It's, it's, it's fantastic. We and, were, you know, oddly enough, we were having a, I was having a conversation um, last night about sort of with editing about showing the passage of time mm. um and there's the, 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 that final final sequence where the nurse leaves um mm. was it obviously you know famously she's she's in um orange is a new orange black black yeah great actress she's superb absolutely yes. superb. but she leaves the room the camera moves and then moves back mm. And obviously, it's two two different shots, but it's so it's just so precisely done, and it's gone yeah. from day to night. And in some ways, you know, again, you know, it could be a, you know, you could look at it as a metaphor from the sort of this is you know, the, you know, he's gone from that day where he's had people in, and now he's on his own, and he's in the night, and he's, it's coming, mm. everything is drawn to a close. But just that simple movement of that camera just moving along yeah. a corridor and then moving back is just is absolute masterful filmmaking yeah and i i, I gotta be honest too um i've spoken to a lot of people about this since it was released on wednesday um and i would i'd, I'd, I'd say the majority of the people i've spoken to have seen it agreed in what i was saying when I was discussing it, because I've held off sort of yeah. putting out my, what my thoughts are, because I wanted to save it for when recorded. Um, I know others who found it a bit flabby, um, perhaps, you know, and, and everybody's got their own thoughts about things. Nobody yeah, can yeah. agree on everything. Yeah. But this, I think, for me personally, when we did Goodfellas, I think I did it, we did a top five yeah, Marty's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Goodfellas, as if you didn't realise, is the greatest film ever made, <laughs> as far as I am, as far as I am concerned. And then, for me personally, it was a combination of Rigid Bull, Taxi Driver, Mean Streets, and The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I can. I think I can honestly say The Irishman's probably number five now, overtaking The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, for me personally. Yeah. Um, simply because 
you do not get films made like this. No, you don't. And, and Pacino famously said now recently in, a, in an interview that actually it felt like making films like they used to make films in the 70s. Which which, which, which we, we can only imagine and dream of, isn't it? You know, and yes, I know there's a lot, there's a lot of modern technology. There was, and I would say there was a, you know, the sequence when they re-raised the flag from it being half, yes, half yeah, last, yeah. right? I did think that, that the skyline shot behind them, obviously they're on the top of an office building. You could clearly see that was a CGI shot, and it yeah. didn't look it didn't look right to me. Yeah, and if that was done for whatever reason, then I, I fully understand it. But I didn't think that lend itself. So, if you're looking from that respect, then perhaps you can turn and say, "Well, hang on, now it's not. It's it's the film is flawed." And yeah, you could say perhaps it is flawed. But as far as I am concerned, I think this is genuinely one of Martin Scorsese's best films. It yeah, really, really is. Is this? I think the biggest issue. I think there's 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 a couple of issues you can look at it from. I think, um, if you look at the sort of you know, like I said, because the, they are using some cutting edge technology here, yeah. in terms of the de aging process, and does it quite yeah. work? If you want to be really, really, really nitpicky, then there are moments where you go. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think the first time around, it can be a little bit jarring. Absolutely. A little bit jarring. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, like you said, that one particular CGI shot is, uh, it's, yeah. However, I think this is, you know, this, you know, this was a film that shot for 106 days. Um, yeah. I think there was, you know, the, it's, it's an enormous production, enormous yeah. production. But mm-hmm. I don't. I I would disagree that it, it's flabby. I think it is taut. I think there is. It, it's you know there is a lot of um, economy of filmmaking given the length of time. Yeah, um, and I think the silence. I, and I think sometimes some people mistake um, silences in film as not necessary. Don't get me wrong. There are times where it can be. You know, it, it doesn't. You know, doesn't it doesn't work. And it can mm. seem like a shot, you know, it, it lasts too long. But for this, because of, you know, that, that 25 minutes where there's only natural sound mm. and there are long silences in this, mm. um, I don't think it is flabby. I think I, you know, I do, and I would probably say it's in the top five of, top five of his best films. I, 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 I don't think modern, some modern audiences appreciate a film being allowed to breathe. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. We've all seen films, right, um, that we've we've not wanted to end. Um, you know, you, you want to see more. Sometimes, you know, that can be a good thing. Sometimes it's not. Um, Avatar. <laughs> I was waiting every fucking time. You bring it up. You will, bring it up, not me. I will get that message out there. It's shit. <laughs> Avatar is everything that's wrong with modern filmmaking. So you're looking forward to the sequels, obviously. Oh, then. I'd rather... All, all 28 of them. Do you know, it... It, may, it, it, it annoys me so fun. Don't, don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna, we're not going down this route now. You know, right. Because... Let's get back to... You get films like this that are, you know, it's three hours... Mm. But it's three hours of of superb acting, superb yeah. writing, su- yeah. superb technical craftsmanship. 
Yeah. Whereas Dances yeah. with Fucking Smurfs is <laughs> is shit. The acting is appalling. <laughs> the writing is sort of you know you know if it was if it wore its like schlocky heart on its sleeve and didn't profess to have like some higher calling of environmentalism or anything else, I get it. But James Cameron, we know that you are far, you are capable of creating, creating magnificent cinema. On this one, stick it up your pipe, because it's fucking, I, I, you know, just, just don't, don't, no. because the more money that you fucking throw at that, you know, you could make 25, you, you could make how many hundreds of great smaller independent films you could make smaller studio films that would actually be just as entertaining and would broaden the the, the cinematic landscape all i will say in regards to james cameron is that he has approved the last two terminator films pure end of the conversation bastard <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, back dear. to this. Anyway, back to this. Shall we? Shall we? Shall we score it? Who? Yes. And I've gone back and forth on this. I've really, really gone back and forth on this. I haven't. I have been from the moment I saw it first on Wednesday. I, 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 I literally sent a text to someone saying what I thought of it. I didn't. I didn't say what it was. I just sent the text saying my score, and no. I, 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 I do not change that. And the thing is, right? And I will. And, and this is this is quite strange. The more I think about the film, the better it gets. And I've only seen it once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Whereas everything else, Scorsese has done. I've seen well, the, the, the Scorsese that I've seen. I've watched repeatedly. This I will watch again. I'm I mean, going I know, to watch it again. I know Age of Innocence is on a loop in your house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you such a dick. <laughs> Gotta spoil it. My wife says that so much. I think I'd take the hint <laughs> by now, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, too, we can't be wrong, can we? You know. So. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I love it when she goes, "Don't be a knob," because I know that I really pushed it too far at that point. Just, Don't, be yeah. Don't be a knob. Don't be a knob. That's what my wife says to me. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> no. Right. I've gone back and forth with this. And okay. I've sort of said, you know, just because of the little, like like I said, some of those nitpicky things. Yeah. But I'm actually, and this, I can't believe it. You know, I, I've put a dramatic pause in there. I just like, what the fuck? Um, I'm going to give it a 10. <laughs> That's exactly what I said after I saw it, and I stick by it, and I believe it. Um, if 10 out of 10 is a flawless film, then this isn't a 10 out of a 10, no, because no, no. it has flaws, right? Yeah. However, we are talking at the and now about films that simply don't get made that frequently. They do not get made. Oh, no. You know, and if you think for every, you know, when was the last time that he made a film like this? Look, Gangster New York is flawed, but I, I, I'll be honest. I love Gangster New York. I, I think, think it's, it's a, I think it's, it's a brilliant film. It's really, really good. 
I think Wolf of Wall Street, as I said, is a tremendously yeah. It's 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 a tremendous film. It's not it's not a film to be taken lightly because at the end of the no. day, John Belfort was a fucking arsehole. Yeah, man. absolutely. And it's, and it's there. It's there on screen, right? Yeah. But I think it's just done in such such a brilliant way that you can't help but get swept along with it. No, no, no. Um, I think if you're looking at things like um, the, 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 the Departed. Yeah. It's a great film. Yeah. It is truly a great, great film. But it's not Martin Scorsese's best film. No, no. Far from it, right? But with, with, with The Departed, it's funny, you know, it, it's the string. And I mean, you know, given everything else that he's released this last well, decade, I mean, right? If, if, if he'd only made Taxi Driver, Mean Street, Taxi Drivers, Goodfellas, Casino, and... Raging Bull. Raging Bull. If he'd only made yeah. just those five films, yeah, that would be it. People would just be sort of that would be right, it. right. I I would read and so I've, I kept it for the end purposely because I read it and I I I, I read it and I reread the, a tweet sent by Irvine Welsh, the author who wrote yeah. Train Spotting. Yeah. Right, the man has written some of the best books I've ever read. Train Spotting is. Regardless of the film, the sequel, etc., right? Yeah. The, the the film was a phenomenon, quite rightly for a reason, because it's a tremendous adaptation of a book. Which, if you read the book, the book is not the film. No, 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 far no, no, from no. it. Far stage from play, it. Right? The stage play is not the film either. Exactly right. Now, Irvin, Irvin Welsh sent a tweet saying about the Irishman. If you haven't seen any Martin Scorsese movies, you might think that this is a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I completely agree with what he says. I also disagree with what he says because I do think The Irishman is a masterpiece. It's 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 too good filmmaking to just be sort of brushed aside almost because it's not Goodfellas, it's not it's not Raging Bull, um Mean Streets, etc., etc., right? Yeah. But I do I think for what The Irishman is, flaws included, is nothing else than a masterpiece. I sincerely believe it. Yeah, I yeah. really do. No, and I think I think that I think you're right there. I think you're absolutely right. Um, I can't believe that we've actually got to a point, you know, where we discuss, you know, we disagree with Welsh on the podcast. But it's but we but we're, I think you're right. I think you are absolutely spot on. But I, I, I absolutely I, I, spot but, on. Yeah, but as I said, I, I agree with what he says and I disagree with what he says. Yeah, simply because. A level of filmmaking that is undertaken and told in this way. I, 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 right. Anything that you can think of coming in the future now, right? Any sort yeah. of thing. And, and, and Scorsese's already said that he's, him and De Niro are making another film together and DiCaprio is going to be involved with it as well, right? So Martin Scorsese is taking his muses and putting them together, right? Yeah. I know they've worked together previously and whatnot, right? However. The good boy. If the good boy, this boy's life. Something like that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, 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 and the legend is that is that um, De Niro is the one who sort of said to Scorsese, "You need to get his kids." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to get him involved, and you know, the, the fruits of their labour are are great, you know. And, and I mean, like as as as, his, as I said, I thought Gangs of New York is terrific. Aviate is good. It's very Aviate good. Is it's very, very well. Very good. Very well made. Very well made. 
Um, what else? Shutter Island. Shutter Island's okay, but it's, it's, like it's, Shutter it's, Island. It's, it's messy though. It, 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 yeah, and it's 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 pulp, isn't it? It's it's um yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's what I would perhaps rightly or wrongly call a knockaway thriller when it's yeah. far from it, but it's I'm just trying to put categorize things. Yeah. But I think you know, looking forward now, whatever whatever Scorsese does, and they they've they, they've said that they're making a film together, it's automatically going to be referred back to the Irishman now, because yeah, that's yeah, going to that's going to be it. The, the 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 reference point now for people yeah, yeah. good fella good 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 fellas reachable everything they 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 are they pantheon they they are there they 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 are the very very some of the very best filmmaking you'll ever see but I I I I, I passionately believe here that the Irishman is, is is a genuinely monumental film it really is there is no other way of saying it it's 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 Martin Scorsese back. Not that he ever went away, but it's Martin Scorsese doing what he does best. And he has probably told the gangster epic that we, we, we've all been waiting for for a very long time. And on that note, after an impassioned plea, I think we need to wrap it up on there. I think that is, that is a superb summation. Thank you very much. You may need to lie down in a darkened room after that. I'm going <laughs> to I think I will. I think I might reward myself. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a nice glass of red wine after and yes. just reward myself and when well done, late. Well done. <laughs> well done. I, I don't think that can be any better than that. Um, so, on that note, let's quit while we're ahead. <laughs> what? Yeah, definitely. Always a pleasure, my friend. Never let's not leave it so long. Let's no, not leave it so no, long. No, no, we're back now. We're back. We're back. We are back. We're back. So we're um, already working on the schedule now for the new year. Got some great uh, guests lined up, um, but we've you know we shall be back very very soon. Indeed. Thank you, my friend. Take care, have, man. Have a good day. And you. Uh, take care. Ta-da. Bye. Ta-da, man. Okay, that was our review of the Irishman, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been great talking. It's been great having it back on the show. And as always, thank you very much, Leighton Man. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll be back much, much sooner. Now, there's no What the Wookiee Watched on this episode because I've been tied up with a few other projects this sort of previous week. And I'd like to be able to sort of announce that I shall be returning to the stage in April. Um... I should be playing a small role in uh, Showcase Shogar's production of Jesus Christ Superstar while I will be playing the villainous Annas. Um, Yes, I said Annas. Yes, yes, yes. So if you're around from the 1st to the 4th of April, you can come and see me at the uh, Coliseum in Aberdeer, taking part in that. And um, I'm probably going to be doing a very, very short, um, a micro, 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 micro short film again very very soon uh, and editing is going really really well on school hall slaughter so it's been really really busy this week so my watch pile is fairly fairly jammed however it does mean that we will get an extended what the wookie watch next time round and there's some absolute gems on that watch list so ladies and gentlemen in the immortal words of count Dracula, good night out there whatever you are